So tonight, we are going to look at daily inventory. Daily inventory starts with principle seven, which says reserve a daily time with God for self-examination, Bible reading, and prayer in order to know God and his will for my life and gain the power to follow his will. Along with that is step 10. Y'all, we've made it almost through the year. We're up to step 10 out of 12. We continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. In the scriptures we just read, and so you think, if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for all the times that you allow us to come together in your name, publicly. Because Lord, there are so many places around this world where just this gathering is enough to sentence each of us to death. Lord, I thank you for the freedom to call on your name publicly. I thank you for sending your son to Calvary. Lord, I thank you that you've never left us. No matter where we hit our knees, you're there waiting on us. Lord, as we go into this teaching tonight, if there's any burden that's on anyone's heart, Lord, tonight the prayer rails are open. I know you will meet every one of us where we are. But Lord, if, if that burden is too heavy, even if it's in the middle of the teaching, I ask that you just calm that heart and bring them to the prayer rail. Lord, let tonight be the night that chains are broken because tomorrow the morning is coming and joy comes with our morning because you walk with us. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your son. Amen. So when you're working a 12-step program, I like to think about it as you can actually divide this process in half. So the first half, or the first half of the component, would really be time spent in repentance. So at first, we walk around and we've got our worldly blinders on. Probably asking, I don't have blinders, that's probably what you're thinking. But actually, when you're in denial, you have worldly blinders. And once those blinders are taken off, not always by our own hands now. Sometimes it's the court system. Sometimes it's a family member. Sometimes it's a friend that kind of shakes us up. But our blinders come off. And then we realize we're actually powerless against our flesh thorns. I think we can all agree that the world has an ample supply of anything that the flesh thorn demands. Supply and demand. So once we realize this and we start to confess that we're powerless, we begin to search for something that's better. We start searching for a healing through hope. And that's the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. That our tomorrows will be happier, will be healthier, and more joy joyful instead of how we have been living. Now, I don't know how you were living, but my life, my BC days, my before Christ days, they were filled with depression. I didn't see a lot of color in the world. It was all grayscale. So I don't know what your days were before, but that's what my days were. So during that time, we realized that we have been riding the crazy train. How many of y'all been riding the crazy train? Some of us might have been driving the crazy train. Some of us were helping others get tickets to ride the crazy train. But no matter what, we found ourselves on the crazy train of insanity. We realize that insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. But it's time to take a different route. It's time to regain our sanity. 
And the way we do this is by turning our lives over and our will over and our care over to God. So let's face it, if we want things to get better, then we can't keep doing the same thing we've been doing. And if nothing changes, then nothing changes. And so we always end up going back to the same place where we said we would never go and we do the things we said we would never do and we hurt the people we said we would never hurt. So it's time to take that step in a different direction. This is where we take action. We get a sponsor, we evaluate our moral inventory, we align our moral awareness with the teachings of Jesus in scripture. Now, it's at this time that we start looking through things that have caused our spiritual wounds. And if you're in a 12 step, you're welcome. We're fixing to do inventory and look at our spiritual wounds like literally this next week. So we do our inventory, we list things out, and this is a list of our hurts, habits, and hangups. If you don't know what that is, let me explain it real quick. A hurt is what is done to me. A habit is how I take that spiritual wound and I abuse myself. That's my habit. My hang-up is how I repackage my hurt and I send it out to hurt more people. So a hurt comes in, habit is how I hurt myself, and a hang-up is how I'm going to hurt somebody else. Because if I hurt them first, they can't hurt me, right? That's our hurts, habits, and hang-up. So next is our spiritual inventory. Once we've written everything down and we really take a hard look at it, then it's time to confess our faults, admit where we've gone wrong, and we're ready at this point for a new life, new thoughts, and new outlook. Now we can start to see victory. There's victory in this process. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And I know many of y'all may not understand this, but for each of us, when we see y'all come up and get a chip, we actually get a small glimpse into the light at the end of your tunnel. And we appreciate y'all sharing those moments with us. But we have to also make a heartfelt amends. And that means that our actions have to reflect what our heart is saying. We offer forgiveness because we want to be forgiven. We learn how to extend grace to those that have hurt us. And we learn how to give grace to ourselves. That's one of the hardest things to do is forgive ourselves and give ourselves grace. We find ourselves at a crossroad where our heart is just overflowing. For many of us, we have tears that's so overflowing because we're covered with gratitude. So at that point, we want to give back. We want to serve. You'll see people coming in that have gone through the steps and now they're becoming leadership in recovery programs. They want to help others get into a recovery program and learn what it means to have a lifestyle of recovery because that's what it is. It's a new lifestyle. So it's at this point where we move to the second half of the recovery process. And this second half is what I like to call the pruning process. Now, the pruning process is where God's pruning the areas of our life that does not produce good fruit. In these areas, we've actually produced bad fruit. And I know we can look back and see areas where we've produced bad fruit. We have to completely change playgrounds and playmates. Sometimes that's the hardest thing because they're the ones that look at us and go, you're just a hypocrite. You'll fall off. You'll come back. You're no better. And they start throwing all this negative at us. Here's where we find ourselves needing to keep everything in check. So how do we do this? We do this by taking a daily inventory of everything while it's fresh on our minds. 
We have to do this every single day. Because if we don't do this, we'll slowly slip into relapse drift. And the thing with relapse drift is it actually can occur up to two years before the actual act of relapse occurs. So if you've heard the relapse drift before, um, and I love the way Scott Jones puts it. He says, kind of like, think about you're, you're on a float in the ocean. And it's a great day, the wind is perfect, it's not too hot, it's not too breezy, and you kind of doze off. And then all of a sudden you wake up, and you're like a mile down the shoreway, and you're out. You can see the shore, but you don't want to get off that raft because you're not going to touch, touch bottom. That's how relapse drift happens. We slowly drift into old patterns, going back to old playgrounds, and hanging with old playmates. So, how do we work the step called daily inventory? At the end of every day, we sit down and we do a reflection of our day's actions. And we ask ourselves questions. Here's some of the ones that come straight to mind. Did I harm someone today? Did someone harm me? Do I owe someone an amends? Does someone owe me an amends? Did I show love? Was I unloving? Did I show joy? Did I rob someone of their joy? Here's the hard one. How is my serenity and my peace? I don't know about you, but there's some days I have no serenity. <laughs> I have no peace. I'm out of grace. <laughs> Did I cause anyone to lose their serenity? That's probably one of the ones I get hung up on a bunch. Was I patient? Did I cause anyone to lose their patience? As we make this list, we have to make this list in two columns. One is a positive and one's a negative. And you want to make sure this list stays balanced. Let's count the good things too. Let's count those blessing times too. So why do we write it down? Well, the first thing we do is we go through and we look for patterns. Patterns will also show you where we're slipping into a relapse drift. At that point, if you see patterns, we need to sit down and talk to a sponsor. Make amends quickly from the heart and make sure your actions match the amends. A couple of great scriptures. The first one is Galatians 5, 22, and 23. It says, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So when you're looking at the positive side of your list, go down through that scripture. Do I see love on that side? Do I see joy? Do I see peace? Do I see kindness? There's some things you can also post around your house. So as you're getting ready, and ladies don't like fill up the whole mirror of stuff, but you can put some stickies up there that says, how can I be the fruit of the Spirit today? I love this one that somebody told me she, uh, she actually has it on the dashboard of her car and it says, live humbly daily in reality and not in denial. Start taking positive actions instead of constantly reacting. And the last one is make sure my actions reflect forgiveness from God because I want God to forgive me. Daily inventory is looking at yourself. What did I do today? There are all boundaries everywhere. 
Where did we push boundaries? Where did we walk into somebody else's bubble? And at any point, did we step so far in their bubble that we were breathing their store-bought air? Because if so, we are so wrong. So two closing scriptures for you to remember. Proverbs 16.23. It says, intelligent people think before they speak. What they say is then more persuasive. The second one is Mark 14.38. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So remember, no matter where you're at in your recovery walk, there is always somebody watching to see how you get back up. That's also where they find their hope at first. Because there's so many people that we don't realize admire us when we're looking in the mirror and think we have nothing to admire. But every time we get up, they get the courage to get back up. So I pray that you will stand every single time that the enemy kicks your feet out from under you and that you will be a testament to the word of God and remember that recovery works if you work it. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, it seems so easy just to sit down and write a list of our our daily inventory. But God, the thing that we forget is everything we do, we do before an audience of one, and that's you. So anytime there's a moment where we're not being honest with ourselves, Lord, speak to our heart. Let us know that we're not walking the way you need us to be walking. Because scripture tells us that you want us to be prosperous and live in abundance. And Lord, I firmly believe that 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 abundance is made up of joy, peace, mercy, and grace. Lord, I pray that we are walking fully in your will so that we can enjoy the blessings of your peace, mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Lord, we thank you for never leaving us and always meeting us where we hit our knees. Lord, thank you for all the guidance you've given us through our recovery up to this point. And we ask that you give us clarity and discernment as we go forward in our recovery. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your son. Amen. Y'all, the altars are open.